Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Oh, what have you done now? You built a time machine? 
I think it was on like the twentieth anniversary DVDs of like Zemeckis talking about how hoverboards were a real thing and um they got their hands on some for the movies, but you know, like some parent commission didn't want them to be released to the public or something. And I was like mm-hmm. like for a split second when I was, you know, ten, twelve or however old, I was like, Wait, what? This is real? <laughs> And they have this really convincing hoverboard test footage on um, on the DVD set. I'm sure it's on the Blu-ray as well. I can't remember. But um, I always was like, man, we're going to have hoverboards. We have to have hoverboards. And um, I'm kind of saddened by, the, by that. But, I mean, I know we do. You said you watched some History Channel feature where they were talking about it, right? Yeah, just um, pretty much looking at the science behind all the different inventions that uh, Back to the Future 2 predicted and whether we actually have them um, in everyday occurrence or whether they're uh, in their, whether in some sort of uh, some strange country. But um, yeah, just talking about you know the hoverboard or flying cars, um, the dehydrated pizza stuff, all different stuff that the guys predicted and whether we actually have them. And surprisingly... We do have a lot of the majority of stuff there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I still haven't seen that. Now, that's called Back to the Present, and you said you can get it on History Channel's website, right? Yeah, uh, historychannel.com, I think, and you don't need any uh, login provider details. I just watched a straight up, uh, straight, straight logging on, so. Well, there you Definitely go. See, worth at, least somebody, at least somebody makes it easy in the future. You know, no <laughs> provider login BS. Isn't that the no, worst? No. That's the worst thing that's ever happened to this country. Let's be honest. It's not it's not the economic collapse of two thousand and eight. It is not the quote unquote rigged election of President George W. Bush. It is not Donald Trump perhaps being president or Hillary Clinton being president for that matter. Either one. Um it is these provider logins that prohibit me from watching my favorite shows on USA and catching up on Suits because I never remember that it's on live. Because they only do like four episodes at a time, then they take a hiatus, and I'm pissed off about that too. Wait, hold on. Let me calm down. Make America great again, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I hate these provider logins, so that's cool that History Channel uh, does that. I'm sorry I went on a, on a rant, but one of the many things that happened on this great future day, which we were discussing last week. I mean we're officially a week removed from Future Day, and I, and I just – I can't believe it's already passed. Now, I want to talk about a couple of things. First off, David, let me ask you, how you, how did you celebrate Future Day? Um, nothing too crazy or exciting. I mean, um, woke up pretty refreshed, had a little bit of a lie on for a change, and checked my mail, and there was the brand-new um, Blu-ray special box set waiting for me to pick up. It was the, the one with the flux capacitor packaging and had, you know, the um, – excuse me, the animated series and part of the, the new visual history book. So I checked it out and I was very fancy and impressed. And then it was straight to, uh, straight to the theaters because, um, one of my local theaters, not too far from here was showing the trilogy back to back to back. And part one appropriately started at four twenty nine, and it was very, very popular. It was sold out. I think it was. And, um, the theater was holding like special discounts on food and everybody was dressed up i saw some pretty unique costumes and and i saw like uh, jennifer parker dressed up and of course i had to wear my my replica night mags and was getting a few compliments about them it's, you know because it's it's 2015 you got to wear them you know what i mean yeah. but um it was so cool watching the, the movies back to back to back and with an audience and everybody cheering and whooping and at certain points in a movie and you know it's always great to see your favorite movies on the big screen but these ones especially um surround sound giant screen you can't beat it you know yeah i mean i i i had the the plans to uh to actually go and see it in the theaters but you know time time did just not it did not permit me to do so so um i i i watched Back to the Future 2, literally at 11.59 p.m. on October 21st, 2015. But it wasn't the only Back to the Future thing that I did. I did get the uh, the the Blu-ray series. Like you said, I watched the bonus disc. Um, and Davey Boy Mitch, you called it Doc Brown Saves the World. What's exactly <laughs> what you said it was going to be? Yeah, I mean, it's like a little short documentary. It could have been a little bit longer, but it's a little humorous look at um, – the stuff of, of why we don't have hoverboards, why we don't have the the lace, the self lacing shoes, and 
given us the actual scientific reason why we shouldn't have them and you know it's a pretty pretty humorous look at uh and it's always great to see doc in the um doc back on our screens in the the, the trench coat and the the long flowing hair now now i think the the story behind the doc saves the world is of course emmett brown arrives on october 21st 2015 um in his current age, which is what he should be, and he he traveled back, I believe, from October twenty first, twenty forty five, and saw that right. something happened with Mister Fusion and and Biff Co or something, and it caused yes. a nuclear reaction which destroyed the world or something, right? Yeah, so that's why it's a good thing that we don't have these things, right? Because I think the thing was is like Doc Brown was saving these items from his time traveling adventures and then they they fell into the was it they fell into the wrong hands is that what happened yeah yeah i, think. Yeah, I mean something like that he was just explaining that they, they had to get rid of them you know at some point in time so so the world could be saved for the future or something like that i mean something to that effect but yeah very, so he, very what's good though is what's funny is that he does it and you see like the pizza hydrator, Mister Fusion, the air mags, and the uh, uh, hoverboard all disappear one at a time, and then he comes back, and then I think he realizes something else is off, and then he sees a uh, his his self, I guess from the future, or it's kind of it is kind of yes. confusing trying to talk this out loud, but then he sees himself, and I think we get a great Scott in there somewhere. Yeah, I think it's uh, <laughs> it's easier explained if if the listeners out there just watch it. You know, <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit hard to explain over the, over, the, over the radio airwaves or whatever this is over the over the internet. Um, but th- that was one of the things that I did do. Yes. I got to watch those those uh, behind the scenes. I got to watch the out of time uh, documentary, which kind of looked at the uh, apparently you know the the. Only remaining original car from the 85 Back to the Future movie, the first one, um, was literally just sitting in a back parking lot somewhere on the Universal lot and wasting away. Fans were actually coming up and getting pieces out of the, out of the DeLorean, off the DeLorean as souvenirs, just take, stealing them, just stealing them and, and going home with them. And um, I always thought that was an interesting thing um, that you could just go – you just go over there and just pick it off. Like I want that flux capacitor. It's mine. Can you imagine whoever has that original, uh, you know, flux capacitor or original keypad or whatever was stolen or the Mister Fusion tank, like whatever they stole? Can you imagine how happy these people are? I know they're listening to this podcast right now, sitting with a multitude of cats. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Shout out to Norm. I know he likes cats. I'm a cat guy too. David, are you a cat or a dog guy? I actually hate cats, to be honest. They kind of freak me out. I'm more of a, a dog, Einstein type of guy, but that's here or there. But um, <laughs> We have to answer a question while I'm thinking about it before I continue on at all. And, and I'm going to get back on my train of thought, but I have to ask you a question that has never been posed to me. Are you an Einstein guy? Or are you a Copernicus guy? Hmm. You see, I always thought for the longest time that, you know, they were very similar dogs. But Copernicus is quite smaller and uh, a little bit of a – maybe he was a puppy or something. I don't know. He seemed like a bit of a smaller dog, but they're very similar looking. Einstein's kind of got the big, shaggy, you know, uh, bigger bigger frame type of dog. But, I mean, they both look cool to me. So, I mean, either one I'd be happy with, you know. No, definitely. Um, I think I'm more of an Einstein guy. You got to go with the original, the first thing that we're introduced to. Um, so uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with Einstein. So I like that. We're gonna have to get Norman Benford's opinion on this because I think he's more of a cat person. But anyway, the person who actually has like an original piece of the time machine must feel so amazing about themselves, and I envy them. I'm gonna be honest. But so they talked about restoring this, and the guy that restored it, I can't remember his name, but it's in the doc. He like literally. He, he wouldn't accept just kind of close. It had to be perfect, exact. I mean they did everything down to the exact type of screw that they used to get some of this stuff in. They got the parts from the same place they got the parts back in 85. Like They would not stop until this thing was done. And what's funny is they, they restore this machine to pristine order. I mean it looks better than it did even almost in the original film. But not as good but almost. 
And um, and it's funny. So I, you know, you think that they would drive this thing around and maybe do like museum showings of it, but they literally just put in a big plexiglass box for people at Universal Studios tour to look at. Yeah, and the funny thing is now that that's kind of outdated now because Universal have actually closed that attraction. So I don't think anybody knows what's happened to that original DeLorean now. Maybe it's in storage again, but. They literally closed that attraction down a couple of weeks, so I don't know what's what's happening with the brand new restored DeLorean. Wait, they did that a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, like about a couple of weeks or a month or two ago, they closed. It was called the uh, the Universal Experience. It was on the lower lot of uh, Universal in Hollywood, and they had the DeLorean along with uh, plenty of other memorabilia from other Universal movies. And I don't know, part, partly to do with the renovations of the park or something, or you know, build new attractions, but they closed that down like not too long ago, so... It's funny, the, the new documentary is kind of a little bit outdated in the sense that it's not there at this precise moment. Yeah, it was. Uh, it might have been called out of time, but it was uh, a little bit uh, past time, if you will. Um, but it, was, it was a great documentary. I mean, just seeing these people slave over this thing, it was, it was pretty sweet. I do have to say so. It was pretty sweet. I mean, it was one of the things about the, uh, the uh, you know, 30th anniversary edition that I'm really glad they included because I, I enjoyed it quite much. Um, another thing, though. That happened on the day was something that you know. I'm people who who might listen to my other shows. I mean, they know that I'm a I'm a huge, just a huge fan of late night television. I mean, I mm-hmm. love it. I mean, Johnny Carson, the absolute king of late night, always will be. I mean, I, I'm the kind of guy who researched this thing, you know, through Bill Carter's books. You know, uh, the Late Shift and the War for Late Night. I mean, these these this is a subject I love. So. To see two things that I love so much merged together on such an important day, being October the 21st, we got to see Michael J. Fox in Marty McFly garb, Emmett L. Brown, portrayed by Christopher Lloyd, dressed to the nines, come out onto the Jimmy Kimmel Live stage and have about a 10-minute interaction with Jimmy Kimmel in character the entire time. Davey Boy Mitch, did you see this? Luckily enough, I got home from the theaters and I I came in the door just in time to see this start, and it was absolutely fantastic. Because first of all, haven't seen the uh, the selfie that they posted earlier on during the day. I actually thought the picture of Michael was like a, a photoshopped one because he looked it kind of looked a bit like a fake picture. And I was like, there's no way they got Michael J. Fox in the Marty McFly gear. You know, he's kind of not dissed himself, but you know. I, he just was very unexpected. I mean, Doc's been doing it a lot of times before, so I didn't think it was actually him. But to see him and Chris on stage and their characters and the DeLorean and being in character and having fun and, you know, talking about the future, it was actually absolutely hilarious. And um, another fine moment they got was uh, Huey Lewis in the audience. Do you remember that part with the megaphone? Yeah. You You're just what? too darn loud. You know what, David? I mean, we could sit here and, des- and describe it to the fans, but... I feel that if we're going to do our due diligence, we've got to play a clip from the Jimmy Kimmel show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, last Wednesday, live, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. Let, take, a, take, take a listen to this clip, and we'll be back in a minute. Today is a big day for fans of Back to the Future, the movies. Today is October 21st, 2015. It is the date uh, to which Marty McFly and Doc Brown travel in Back to the Future 2. I remember when I first saw the movie... And it was amazing, you know, part of the fun was it was amazing to see what life might be like 30 years in the future. And now that we're actually here, in the future, we back to is everything...
According to my calculations, this is the year 2015, Marty. The future. Well, 2015, that, that, that's heavy. And all these people must have got here in their flying cars. Uh, no, yeah, you know what? We never figured out flying cars, actually. We never did figure that out. Oh, oh who are you? Oh. I'm sorry. My name is Jimmy Kimmel. You traveled, time traveled into the middle of my talk show. So. You have a talk show? Yeah. What happened to Johnny Carson? Oh. He passed away. Johnny Carson passed away. No. I did not know that. Yeah, he did. I'm sorry you had to find out on TV. It's not, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, but it was, it was quite a while ago, and he was older. Oh. So, TV, are people watching us on TV right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, people are. People are watching us on TV right now, although honestly, most people will probably watch us on their phones on the toilet tomorrow. That's, that's gross. It's better than it sounds. Not so terrible. It's really actually kind of fun. So, you haven't invented flying cars yet? No, we have not, yeah. You at least have hoverboards? They call them hoverboards, but they're not really hoverboards. Yeah. Did, you, did you achieve peace in the Middle East? Oh, no, no, no. Are the Cubs in the playoffs? Yeah, they actually are. The Cubs are in the playoffs. Unless they got eliminated, and the Mets are in the playoffs, too, yeah. It's, it's good, but if you don't mind me asking, what the hell have you guys been doing for 30 years? Well, let's see. 30 years. Uh, oh, you know what? We invented this thing called a cronut. It's like part <laughs> croissant and part donut, and they put them together, and it's actually quite delicious. Really good. I got it. This is very exciting. Hey, Doc, it seems like uh, 2015 kind of sucks. Yeah. Apparently... Yeah. Uh, the technological and cultural achievements of this era are somewhat underwhelming. Smile. Yeah. What is this? This is, uh, I'm taking a selfie with you guys. This is how we document important life events now. We have to do this. Yeah. Is, is this some sort of portable telecommunication device? Well, no, kind of, actually, this is the best thing about the future. It's called a smartphone. Great Scott. It's a tiny supercomputer. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's like... This must allow... Uh, uh, astrophysicists to triangulate complex equations yeah. in real well, time. Well, I guess it probably could do that, but mainly we use it to send little smiley faces to each other. <laughs> Pictures of eggplants, that sort of thing. So, it's not really what we use it for. What's a grinder? Oh, that's, that's nothing. That's nothing. I'll be adding it out. Can I get that? Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me, fellas. Yes? Um, I, I know this sounds a little ridiculous, uh, but you're going to... You know what? Huey Lewis is right. We are too darn loud. And I, Huey Lewis is always right. If you just give me that phone, thank you very much. Well, what, happened, what happened to the clock tower? Oh, the clock tower is... Oh, that's been gone for a long time. We, they tore it down and built the Buffalo Wild Wings. So... <laughs> what about Biff? Oh, Biff. You know what? Biff is, Biff is here. A few months ago, he lost his job. But he's working as our... Um, 
He's working for us as our stage manager now. Hello, butthead. Yeah. Hey, Biff. And that's that, Biff. Approximately after 1985, became a rich, egomaniacal casino owner and ruined the world. Oh. No, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> that guy's running for president right now. Back, I thought you said that the future was kind of, you know, good. Ah, uh, I did. I believe we may have inadvertently traveled into an alternate 2015, <laughs> where human evolution has been stopped <laughs> by superfluous technology. Well, and Biff reigns supreme. <laughs> he does. Sorry, you're disappointed. Marty, I need you to stay here while I travel back to 1985, figure out where this all went wrong, and repair the space time continuum. Oh, wow. All right. We're not going to take the car? Hey, can I ask you one question before you go? Well, I, I, I know you're not supposed to tell people their future, but do you know how I'm going to die? Yes. Will you tell me? Next week. Yeah. A bunch of angry children tear you to shreds. Why? When you tell their mothers to take away their Halloween candy. Stop brown, everybody. I'm, I'm dealing with a lot right now. It's really great to have you here, Marty. When, we're gonna, when we come back, Michael J. Fox is going to be with us. Team Wolf. Team Wolf, that's right. Team Wolf. Team Wolf. We'll be right back with the Team Wolf. I mean, how amazing was that? I can't believe that they really got them on stage. I hope y'all enjoyed that clip. I know it ran a little bit long, but I, I, I feel like we had to include it, Davy Boy Mitch, because it was such a historic moment. And it might be, it very well could be, the final time we see those two guys together on the same screen portraying those characters. Perhaps, uh, hopefully not, but maybe so. I mean, we're not getting any younger, all of us. And you got to talk about the reason why Michael J was on there as well. Well, go ahead. Why don't you tell the people? Uh, just uh, in case it slipped under anybody's radar, um, Nike, as I call them, or Nike, as you know, the rest <laughs> of the world might <laughs> you know, know you them call as. Them Nike, and you also tell time by military time, but you don't call it military time. And you say it's twenty. If it's twenty-two, you just say eleven. Well, twenty-two is ten, but you know, yeah, that's just normal time. No, twenty-three is eleven. Twenty-three is eleven. Yeah, I can't do math. You know, that explains <laughs> why, you know, I'm a liberties, a humanities major. But um, so so sorry. I'm sorry. I got off track. Go ahead. Tell him why he was on there. Well, Nike Nike have finally announced that actual. Uh, Paralaces are, are now existed. They've they've patented the technology, and Michael J. Fox was on uh, Kimmel uh, to promote this, and he put them on, and they actually laced themselves, and you can hear it going. Vroom, vroom. Um, pretty pretty amazing when you think about it to see that we've actually got them, um, and they were launched on Future Day. But 
Sadly, I guess um, the majority might realize this. Um, they are for Team Fox. Um, they are being auctioned off next March, but they are for Team Fox. So it, it's it's going to a great cause, but the regular Joes like us um, who would love a pair of these are probably not going to be able to afford them. I mean, the ones from 2011, they were going for thousands, and then they went straight on eBay too for even more thousands. So... I just wish that Nike would realize the power and the potential of the fan base out there and release a more affordable version out there, you know? They've got to originally. Now, now you do have a pair of Nike Air Mags, correct? Yes. Now, these are uh, – got to let my secret out of the bag because every time somebody sees these and they ask how much they pay for them and they want to take pictures of them, i got to say, oh, I can't, couldn't tell you that. If I told you, I'd have to kill you. But um, these are the ones from HalloweenCostumes.com. They are around $98.99. Now, of course, they are not officially uh, licensed by Nike at Hall, so they are just blank, uh, but they do light up. Um, not as bright, as luminescent as the ones in the movie, but they still light up pretty cool. So um, what else I've done is I've, uh, from certain forums out there, replica prop forums, you can get in contact with people who sell um, Nike, Nike swoosh, and the Nike lettering, the Nike mag lettering, so... You get you buy them online and uh, you get them sent to you and you literally glue them on to the uh, to the mags themselves to make them more screen accurate. Now, some people go to the the distance or the the trouble of ripping out the electronics and replacing them with you know better looking electronics, which I haven't gone to the trouble of because number one, I'm not that skilled, and number two, the majority of people don't even notice that they see the light up shoes and they, they're pretty impressed with them. So. But yeah, if you go on to HalloweenCostumes.com, I um, think they're still available, uh, along with some other cool Back to the Future uh, costume replicas as well. You can get a pair for yourself. So, Well, there you ha- let them have it, as we say, uh, as, as Booker T, my mentor, might say, <laughs> let them have it. Or say los damos for my Spanish speakers out there. Um, but uh, one of the other things that I wanted to say, wait, hey, hey, Davy Boy Mitch, did I ever tell you that I speak perfect Irish? Yeah, I'm fluent in the language. But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, moving right along, there's something I wanted to talk about. You know, um, for the first season of Back to the Future, the podcast, I got to interview a guy named Jason Aaron, who at the time was working on his Back in Time documentary. Um, this documentary picked up crazy steam, had some incredible trailers, and on Future Day, it was released to the mass public. Um, it's available on Netflix right now, still streaming. Uh, you can get it, I think, on Amazon Instant Video. I think the Blu-ray might be out of stock. Um, Vimeo and, and the whole nine yards. There, I mean, it's everywhere pretty much you can get uh, video on demand right now. But um, the, the, the Back in Time documentary officially came out. I got a chance to watch it. David, I know you haven't yet, but you, you will, and I'm holding you to it. You've promised me you're going to watch it. Um, and friends in time never break their promises. But um, it's, a, it's like it's, it's a bond. It's hashtag friends for life. <laughs> friends in time. Um, anyway, so I, I watched it. I thought it was a fun documentary. I mean if you're a fan, you already know most of this stuff. Um, but some of the things I wasn't aware of, like this uh, festival they did – I guess it was a weird going back festival or or something similar to that um, out in the UK that they did, where they literally constructed Hill Valley um, in the, I guess some park or some parking lot. They constructed every shop that was in the movie, and they actually had actual employees working at these shops, and you had this full immersive yeah. experience. Secret Cinema, I, I believe, is the name of it. Um, yes, they've it. actually done it with with some other movies too, where they replicate um, the sets and the uh, the experience. And they, I believe, they showed the movie on a mock clock tower square. Yeah, and they actually had actors portraying Doc and Marty, and they actually had the DeLorean. I think they had the Libyans chase. I think they had Doc zipping down. On the light from the on the wire with the lightning strike in time with the movie and stuff like that. Like I didn't go to it now myself, but I believe it was really well done. They had like everybody dressing up in their fifties gear. Everybody was given like a character name from the fifties. It was just like a really immersive experience and really well worth it. So I've been uh, so I've read online and stuff. And they're actually bringing it to Hollywood. I think um, either this year or next year. Probably next year because it's it's running up to late this year, but. They're bringing it to L.A. next year so the people over here can get a chance to experience it too. No, definitely. Um, 
I think I mean that was one of the incredible high points of the documentary to me. There were a couple uh, fans in the in the in the documentary that talked about making their own hoverboards, which I thought was cool. Um, they're, they're, now here's the thing: the documentary was awesome. It was great. If you're a fan of the trilogy, you need to see this documentary. Um, just you know, because it's an extension of the, of the trilogy. It really is. I mean, to get a fan to do something like this, and as um. As deep the roster is on this documentary, I mean, it's incredible. Um, so shout out to Jason Aaron. Make sure you go watch Back in Time. Buy it, support it, watch it again, stream it, do all you can do so he can uh, get some money in his pocket and get this movie out there. But I do want to be fair to, the, to all my pinheads. I got to be fair, okay? Um, there, were t- there were two things that bothered me in the documentary, David. There were two. Um just two. Just two. Just two that, that just that stuck out to me, and and one isn't isn't bad. One isn't really bad at all. My one thing is I just wish there was more Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis. More so Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg, but I wish there was more Bob Z in, in the film. I mean, they had some great interview segments from him. Um, there's actually some good behind the scenes stuff of the of them doing the interview. Available online somewhere, but I just wish we had about another ten meaty fifteen minutes um, mm-hmm. of of Bob Z talking about the film and a little more Steven Spielberg. But there were some things about it that I wasn't aware of, kind of like how the studio, you know, because we do know the the screenplay um, and the story started over at Columbia and then kind of shifted over to Universal, and they talk about that story, and that was really good part. Now, here's the one thing that I have, and and um. I'm afraid I'm about to go off just a tad because I feel kind of I feel very passionately, obviously, about Back to the Future. This trilogy has really shaped um, shaped a big part of my life, and you know I've act, I like this this thing has has been so influential on, on my life that you know I even like I, I wrote a philosophy paper the other day, and I was talking about uh, Montaigne, who's this who's the father of the essay, right? He he invented essentially what we know as the essay today, and um, I, I kind of was trying to describe him, and 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 um, it was talking about death and and what he felt about death, and and I feel like death was a huge motivating factor for him uh, to kind of be such a great philosopher. And I'm saying all this to say I, I use I got to sneak in a Back to the Future reference in this paper. I said, you know, death was Montaigne's, uh, you know, death is what Montaigne used. To get the 1.21 gigawatts necessary of his philosophizing badassism, um, I just want to throw <laughs> that out there. I was pretty proud of myself that I was able to get that into a uh, into a philosophy paper. But you know, I'm saying that to say, like, it is ingrained in me this trilogy. And there was a guy who they interviewed on this documentary named Dan Harmon, and Dan Harmon is is best known for creating and producing the NBC comedy series Community. And co-creating uh, the Adult Swim animated television series Rick and Morty. Um, this is uh, according to Wikipedia, which is the greatest source of all time. Um, now, this Rick and Morty show is kind of like this adult cartoon version. And, uh, and there's a guy in there who's kind of a time traveler scientist who slightly resembles a cracked out, methed out doc. And um, this guy was being interviewed and, and, and he said something. That I just found was disrespectful. If you're being interviewed for a Back to the Future documentary, state your opinion. Of course, that's what you should do. Um, you know, state how you feel, why you why you love the movie so much. Because this is a, a movie, a documentary that's in honor of the trilogy, in honor of Back to the Future, and what it means to people. And I think you should do that wholeheartedly. Um, you should state why this movie makes you feel the way it makes you feel. Um, but when you're on a documentary with Steven Spielberg, Bob Gale, Bob Zemeckis, uh, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Claudia Wells, Leah Thompson, among others, um, why would you crap all over the sequels? This man said in in the documentary, let's be honest, Back to the Future Part – he said, let's be honest. I know Bob, Gale, I'm Bob Z and Bob Gale and Steven Spielberg are on this documentary, but the, the sequels are shit. That's what this man said. And I try to refrain from using profanity on this show, but he said that. He said the, tr- the, the sequels are shit. No, you know what is shit? 
your opinion. <laughs> and I'm going to say it like my other podcast. Dan Harmon, your opinion doesn't matter. You should have more respect for the trilogy. You can you don't have to like the movies. That's fine. But when you're being interviewed for a documentary that is celebrating the trilogy, don't crap all over it or you're going to have pinheads like me coming after you on Twitter. Wow, that's some rant. You got to tell him like it is, Bard. I got to lay the smack of down on his candy ass. But yeah, I, I completely agree with you because number one, um, no real fan would call part two or three shit. You may not like it as much as the others, but there's no way you could classify this as shit. And I got to um, gotta rag on the, uh, the directors or the editors for this because whoever is in control of editing this shouldn't have let that be in the movie in the final cut itself too because you're you're promoting a, a back to the future movie trilogy movie and you're you're letting this uh someone's opinion uh like kind of profanity kind of vulgar kind of uneducated opinion in into the into the film which i think is a bit silly too but um it's it's a, it's a bit of a silly statement to say that they're shit because everybody knows that they're clearly not no, not even close to it. I mean, some people argue that the second movie is the best one of the trilogy. Some say the third is. You know, I am one of the guys who thinks the original film is the best one, and then it goes three and then two. Um, but, you know, that's just my opinion. Um, but just to kind of just crap all over the sequels in a, in a, in a documentary that's celebrating the film, you know. I, you know, Dan Harmon, I think that was his name. I've already closed his Wikipedia page. But just shame on you. Right, David? Just shame on him. Yeah, whatever his name is. Who can, I, can, I already <laughs> forget it. Um, anyway, um, I, I, you know, there is so much more that we really could get to about Future Day, but I don't feel right doing it without Norman Benford. Um, and he has still not joined us. Normie Norm, I hope, we're, I hope you're okay. We do have a lot more that we could talk about. Um, we're wrapping up here on Season 2, but we might, if, if I can get Norman on, we might just have him maybe record his own uh, opinion, his own recap of his future day. I would, I, I'm sorry that he couldn't join us. I'm, we're still trying to figure out what happened. Maybe there was a rift in the space-time continuum, and there was a paradox that caused a chain reaction that un- unraveled the very fabric of time. Maybe he got sent back to 1885 or something. I don't know. But- I'm waiting for Washington Mutual to pull up to my house. <laughs> We got to uh, touch Western on Western Union. Uh, Did I say Washington Mutual? Yeah, Western not, Union. I have no idea what Washington Mutual is, <laughs> but uh, we got to touch on um, Pepsi Perfect. Uh, oh the yes, shenanigans of that re- that that release, and we got to touch on the U.S. USA Today when Normie gets back. I think. Yeah, we do. We do. I mean, um, I, uh, but I feel like we have to talk about it. I do. I feel like we can get his opinion whenever he joins us again, but I feel like we have to talk about it. David, why don't you tell me about Pepsi Perfect? Okay, well, Pepsi decided for some unknown reason to make a limited edition run of the Pepsi Perfect bottles from Part 2, 6,500 of them. Um, now, there was a limited uh, run at New York Comic Con a week or two beforehand. I don't know whether that limited run was took away from some of the 6500 but supposedly they were going to be released on future day and um, it turns out the day before at like 11 o'clock or just beforehand they were somewhere released on amazon and, and walmart and supposedly they sold out instantly and there was uproar because i was trying my best to get some too and i didn't have a hope of getting them but Pepsi are now releasing another batch um, on November 3rd, I believe, to uh, hopefully keep up with the demand. But I don't think they're going to keep up with the demand either because people are going to want a lot of these. And you've already seen them online going on, 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 on eBay for crazy money. You know, they're not real fans either, you know, putting them up for crazy money. And um, yeah, I, I believe Mexico had some sort of promotion, which I think uh, is the way it should have been done here. I think uh, with some movie chain down there, if you bought a ticket to the movie, they get you got a Pepsi Perfect or something like that. But yeah, I, I unfortunately had no luck getting one. Hopefully, I will on November third, and uh, Pepsi needs to get their stuff together. And I use that term without using profanity. So, <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, I was very disappointed I didn't get a Pepsi Perfect, but for some reason I felt like I wasn't, and our pack didn't work, David. I mean, between the three of us, I thought maybe one of us was going to get it, but uh didn't work out in our favor. But one thing that we did all get um, uh, uh, an item, we all got a copy of, which was the 
October 22nd edition of the USA Today, which had a, you know, a, I guess a false cover page, but a cover page no less of Marty McFly Youth Jailed, right? Um, and it, it was the actual paper from Back to the Future Part 2 when Doc went further into time and found out, you know, uh, what happened to Marty and, and his family and, 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 you know, traced it back to this one event <laughs> in the second movie. But um, the Oct- October 22nd edition of the USA Today was released to the public. Um, Davey Boy Mitch, you had your copies way early. Like, I woke up at like 7.30 chaos <laughs> time, and you already had your copies. It just so happened that I, I was in work pretty early that day, and I strolled into my local Starbucks, and lo and behold, there was one copy right there waiting for me. And I said, yoink, give me that. Nobody's getting that. So I picked that up, and... Um, yeah, as you know yourself from looking at the the mock headlines, it's just a, a genius move by USA Today. Um, oh, like 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 something about like Swiss terrorist threat, which was like my favorite one for some reason. Um, uh, or ma- a man killed by falling litter and yes, oh. uh, cholesterol is cancer cure. Um, <laughs> just just these wacky headlines that would only exist in the uh, the future from part two, but it's so genius and. The rest of the paper, too, has a lot of um, Back to the Future-related uh, articles and stuff, obviously, in the day that's in it. And there's uh, a great uh, Jaws 19 poster on the back yes. of the front page. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, yeah, my story was I was trying to figure out. I had people texting me, tweeting me. By the way, thank you to all the pinheads that were tweeting all the great stuff over to uh, BTTF, the podcast, on Twitter. Like, our Twitter was blowing up all day. It was amazing. Um, all week, really. I mean, it was it was really great. So please keep sending the tweets and, and shout out up. to, um, to uh, Al, Al, who won that um, – uh, Black uh, Back to the Future uh, flux capacitor USB charger. He should receive it by the time we hear this. I mean, it, it was in the mail, so he should have that charge in his iPhone or or Android. I don't discriminate right now. But um, shout out to all the great pinheads. And we had a. Uh, I want to pull up his name because I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget to shout him out. But um, there was a, a a podcast that came out called I think Scotch and a movie. Was the name? Yes, movie and a scotch, or something like that. Yeah, movie and a scotch, scotch and a movie, something to that effect. And um, one, one right of there. our pinheads, I'm trying to locate his name, dude. Don't hate me. I know he's listening. Please don't hate me. I'm trying scotch, to remember the name. Scotch and a movie, and it's with Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson is is that who I'm thinking of? That's the one. He's the one who's talking about uh, Future Day. Yeah, at geocaching vlogs is his Twitter handle at geo caching vlogs um he actually is the one who um w- was on the scotch in a movie and he did an incredible incredible shout out to back to the future the podcast um so i really do appreciate it man i really really do uh scotch in a movie uh, you can find the link on on btf the podcast but uh, anyway I'm 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 getting tweets and texts from everybody about them getting their copies of USA Today, and I'm envious. I'm texting you and Norm, freaking out like, where do I get this? I put up a Facebook status. Where can I get a USA Today? Norman Benford uh, did comment in the USA. I did appreciate that. I did like that. Um, but then, um, for some reason, I'm stuck in traffic, and I just type in USA Today Houston in the search bar, and I, I live in Houston, Texas. And some guy's Instagram post came up of him posting a picture of the of the newspaper. So I clicked that, and it opened an Instagram, and it tagged his location. was at a, a hotel that is actually on my way to my office. So I was like, oh, man, I think I have time. I'm going to just swang in this hotel, and I'm going to try to steal a paper. So literally, I exit the, the freeway here in Houston, 59, get off the exit. I see the I see the hotel in my in my field of vision. I literally pull up right in front of the valet, throw my hazards on. He's trying <laughs> to stop me. He's saying, "Sir, sir, sir." I'm completely disregarding him. I'm turning right. I'm turning left. I'm trying to find the gift shop. I run into the gift shop, right straight down. Right, this guy, this valet guy, is still trying to catch me so he can get a tip or something or get my keys because he thinks I'm parking there. And um, I go into the gift shop. It's this weirdest gift shop I've ever seen. It smelled like incense, and there was a, a, a uh, an Indian woman, 
behind the counter. I said, do you sell paper? She said, no, we don't. And I was like, okay, I appreciate it. And I turned around and he was like, sir, I need you to give me the keys and give me uh, the money so I can park your car. I was like, I am not valeting. I am only here to find the newspaper. Do you sell the USA Today here? He said, yes, they should be at the counter. I start to walk to the counter. I'm looking in my wallet, making sure I have cash just in case they don't accept card. I realize I do not need any of which because I see a copy of it sitting on a coffee table in the main lobby. I pick it up. I say, this is the one I'm looking for. He said, we have more copies in the back. You can have that one, sir. I said, good day. And then I went off to my office and I read the paper. Happy days. I bet you retro one happy Brad that day. I right? was very happy. I uh, I was actually going to get more copies, but I just decided I'm not going to be greedy. Let another Back to the Future fan have them. I know you got like 80 copies, Davy Boy Mitch. So if I well, no, I mean, how many do you have? I got like three, and that's pretty a small amount compared to the ones I've seen online. But a similar a similar story to yourself. Um, later on that evening, I was looking for just one more copy, just as a, a backup. You know what I mean? And I went to like a local CVS, some other shops, and they were all out. And I said, "Do you have any USA Today?" And he goes, "No." And he goes, uh, "Why is everybody looking for a USA Today?" And I was like, "Oh my god, I don't know." And he goes, um, "I said, <laughs> well, funny story. Uh, today is the day that uh, Marty McFly goes into the future." Or, it was, anyways, from Back to the Future Part Two. And he goes, "Oh, okay." So they they didn't have any there, and I was like racking my brain, and it was pretty late at night. I was like, "Okay, where else can I get one?" And I was like, "Boom!" Brad got one at a hotel. Where is the nearest hotel? So luckily enough, there was like a residence in not too far from me. And uh, <laughs> I popped into the lobby and uh, like like yourself, I saw the USA Today there. I was like, bing. I was like, uh, excuse me, um, can I buy this? And she goes, for you, sir, you can have them for free. And I was like, you are amazing. So I grabbed just two. I left like two or three left there for uh, somebody else to grab them. But I, I'd say they would have gone they're gone unused there in that particular location but i just grabbed two and uh so three total you know just one for to read and peruse one to frame and one to maybe i don't know give away to a lucky pinhead maybe well yeah we might we might need to give one away here on the future episode of the show now, i'm not going to guarantee that because i don't want to put you on the spot davy boy mitch but we might have to do that um just an incredible day i wish norman binford was here to uh to uh, go over some stuff with us, but he will be back hopefully in the future on Back to the Future, the podcast. We're rounding up this season, guys. We're getting close. It's almost there. The season finale is right around the corner, maybe as early as next week. You never know on Back to the Future, the podcast. But <laughs> for Davey Boy Mitch, David G. Mitchell, I'm Brad Gilmore. We are your friends in time, and we will see you in the future. Brad Gilmore Show On Demand is meant for entertainment purposes only and does not mean to infringe on any copyrights of Back to the Future, its characters, its audio clips, or its music. Hope to see you again in the future. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.